she's pouring from the sky. Stash some chips up. No fear of missing out. I'm about to dip and flip. What? Now pump it up and double up is what we hit. What? 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 This is it. What? Satoshi's pouring from the sky. Stash some chips up. No fear of missing out. I'm about to dip and flip. What? Welcome to 21ism.com, sound culture renaissance. We curate, craft and amplify Bitcoin-inspired creativity. In this month's music block, we are featuring at Real Richard, R-E-E-L, on Twitter. Uh, Richard is a musician and music producer from the Bay Area. And uh, here he's speaking to our boy, Self Banked, about obviously his music, his various videos that he's been doing, as well as his military experience and and a bunch of other stuff. Hope you enjoy. How you doing, man? Good. I'm doing all right. How are you doing, dude? I'm doing well. My friggin' Twitter blew up this morning. That that pump it up remix. It it kind of got uh, Adam back retweeted it, and then I saw the Adam back thing. Yeah. yeah. Congrats. I was, thanks, man. I was just lifting this morning and in between sets, I usually like read. I was reading the Fiat Standard and I was reading a couple of paragraphs and then I stopped because it was just blown up. Oh, amazing. <laughs> so that was pretty cool. It's, it's a high energy little uh, kind of video that you created there uh, and the music. Thanks, man. Uh, it got me hyped. Like I was doing impulse buys after I saw that. But yeah, no. And so congratulations on that video and all the other great videos that you've been doing recently. And, and, so, and so we only really discovered your work over the past kind of month or so. And that one about the war of hash, that kind of sci-fi led. Yeah. Is just, that 2140. Yeah. That was because uh, I, yeah, I read Drew Bansall's essay. I didn't know he had other parts, but I read his essay a couple like I think last year or something. And it's just been in my mind. And then Max Kaiser always talks about um, hash wars. Yeah. And then Drew Bansal was talking about the center of hash, like once we go to Mars or whatever. Yeah. And I was just, that, that idea has always been like, just in my head, in my head. So it's a very kind of powerful idea. Honestly, the last couple of months, I've been like, uh, I've just been very thinking like, really like future post Bitcoinized yeah. world. I've just been thinking like, like a lot lately. So well, it I just kind of it- came together. It's been a crazy six weeks or so, right? I mean, um, and so who would have thought we'd have reached the nation state level adoption, you know, by mid 2021? That just, I don't think anyone really saw that coming. And so just like they didn't really see the institutional adoption coming uh, sort of last year, and it's just leapfrogged up in a beautiful way, like the way that Jack Mallers launched that was just really emotional. It's just a great story. And um, every one of us, I'm sure, is watching uh, events there extremely closely. Yeah, you ever think it's happening too fast, though? Like, <laughs> I was talking to my brothers because we're all pretty, or- they're pretty orange-pilled. But uh, I was just like, man, this is happening really, really, really fast. I, I tell them, this is we're almost at the suddenly part. They're gradually yeah. then suddenly. It feels like the suddenly is going to, before we know it, we wake up and it's boom. It's happening really fast. I really want it to happen, and I don't know how it's going to happen, but I'd rather it did happen than it didn't happen. Yeah? 
And, and yeah. um, it's hard sort of working through these difficult sort of periods, like the last sort of two or three months, you know, you've perhaps kind of got some new people into the space and they've really struggled as a kind of newbie with the price. And, you know, you can feel their pain. And, you know, I, I, th I think it's healthy, these periods when the market has a readjustment like this, it cleans out the dead wood. It's quite emotionally draining as well, right? We do need some good news and it, and it is great to see adoption actually happening. Yeah. The thing with the, the pricing is that like all, all the people I have orange pill in my life was pre-COVID. And I haven't was ever it? since like it was pre-COVID. So like like my close circle, at least in real life friends of the orange pill, it's been all pre-COVID. So I feel like they've, they're pros yeah. now. So the price is, it's like we don't even, every time we talk about Bitcoin, we don't talk about price. I guess it's a time that you get them in, like, and so when you are getting someone into the space, and so you do feel some responsibility over the subsequent kind of two or three months, you know, you are keeping a bit of a sort of watchful eye over, over progress for them. Like I got someone in reasonably big, just, before, <laughs> just at about kind of 50k. And then, oh, uh, it's been a little bit bit of a stress for them but you, uh, you know the getting people in part my favorite is because I, I i check in on them every once in a while and i and yeah. i'll like a link them bitcoin audible like these essays or whatever and then i just check in the last one i orange pilled he's he's a young guy he's like eight, 18 19 when i got him in and uh i checked in on him and he's like oh i got a hardware wallet i'm dollar cost averaging daily and it feels like my, my brother he just texts me hey how do i get all the parts for a node and nice. I was just like, dude, that, that's better than any price one for me. He's like, how do, yeah. I, how do I set up my node? <laughs> There's such a lot more educational kind of resources nowadays. And I think the people getting in can uh, kind of graduate more quickly through the process that perhaps maybe took us quite a bit longer, even just a few years ago. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And so anyway, the reason that we're here is to talk about you, to find out a little bit more about your story and your music. And so you've been doing music for quite a while now, right? Uh, I, I was looking yeah. back through your YouTube and it goes back a, about a decade. You've also got some stuff on, on, on SoundCloud. You've got a website. You've got, uh, you've got some Spotify material up. You've, you've got a large body of music up there. It's like it's only recently that I've started to see the Bitcoin music videos. If you could just introduce yourself a little bit who you are and where you're from and what you're doing now and your story with music. Yeah, so my name is Richard. Uh, I'm from the Bay Area in California. I, I was born and raised here. And um, the music, I got in around when I was in seventh or eighth grade. I think eighth grade. I think around that time it was like Eminem. And so I was like, man, this guy is cool. I really love this. And uh, I just kept, back in the day, I was on 56K downloading uh this music software. It was like yeah. an 18 megabyte file that took me a day to download. So yeah, I, yeah, yeah. And then I would go on forums, just learn from people. And I've been making music uh, since 2003, 2002, something like that. Cool. And it was just all self-taught, uh, learning on YouTube. Oh, once YouTube came around, but before YouTube, going on forums. And that's how I learned. And so you started out with more hip-hop material, Hip-hop, for right? sure, yeah. I, was, I wanted to do like raps and make beats. And then I yeah. did that for a while. Uh, got into YouTube really early too, like 06, 07. My channel now is like, because uh, my old account got too many like strikes or whatever. So I never like, <sighs> but then uh, around 2010, I started really YouTubing seriously. I was like right. college time frame. 
And then uh, I did it for a while. I started like uh, gain a little traction, gain a little following. It kind of fell off. Uh, I, I kind of stopped making music for a while because I started making music I didn't even like. I noticed most of my audience was like 12, 13 year olds at the time. And I was just really catering towards them. Mm. I really didn't like it. So I kind of mm. stopped. I went off to the military. Did you? Um, yeah, I went off to the military. No I way. was in the Navy. Yeah. And so where did you end up there? I ended up all over the place. Uh, I first stationed in Hawaii and then Washington. Right. Been around the world. Uh, well, that's when I first got into to Bitcoin. It was inside it? the military. Yeah. Okay, so you got to tell me about that. What happened? It was like uh, in 2016. I was like, uh, nowadays, the, the Robin Hoodies are really popular. But in 2016, yeah. um, we had a small group of people like just buying like biotech stocks on Robin Hood. Right. They didn't have options back in the day. So we we're just no. buying that. We we're buying... Uh, we they didn't have like these weed stocks back then too, but we were buying a lot of weed stocks back in 2016. <laughs> and um, I was going on Wall Street bets before it's like really really popular now. I, I don't do that no more, but I remember getting into that whole trading. I was reading all kinds of stuff, um, and that kind of led me into early 2017. My friend uh, he told me about Bitcoin and Litecoin <laughs> of all <laughs> right shit coins. And then uh, as a trader, I was. At the time, I was really like learning. I was reading Intelligent Investor, reading uh, all these uh, like finance books, and then um, I, I never got into Bitcoin until like later that year of 2017. My brother okay. got me in, and and it was to make fiat gains, legit to make yeah. fiat gains. Yeah, it was Andreas that opened my eyes. I remember just uh, just watching all his stuff. It, he was the first person that taught me a Bitcoin on blockchain. That was like when I was like, oh crap, this is the internet. This is not like an app or this is not something I flip. Hold up, all these crap coins are just little experiments. Let me get into Bitcoin and then then I'll start researching. And that took a year to purge out of my system. Sure. It was probably like 2018 that you went Bitcoin only, was it? It was late 2018, I think, uh, yeah. or even early 2019, because 2018, I was still dollar cost averaging my bags into the crap coins and just sinking them deeper and deeper. Mm. <laughs> and I was just buying all these, these crap off like, what I think, well, I forgot which, I think it was Binance back in the day. And yeah. it was uh, early 2019, like Andreas taught me the, like what was, why it's important. And then the Bitcoin standard came out. Mm. And then, and then I, I read stock to flow right after. And that really just, I don't know if I believe in the whole stock to flow model, but it, it definitely amplifies why scarcity is important. And then I just started going down the rabbit hole. I remember just, just constantly reading podcasts, reading podcasts, and just kept getting de devouring the, the content. And, and so now you're bringing it into your music, which is incredible. Yeah, uh, I think it was, uh, I forgot which podcast I listened to, but I, I've always, all my, a lot of my themes were like Bitcoin related. Like these, I, I like house, lately I've been making more house music and more, electronic music yeah just that post i've always tried to relate something to like uh bitcoin like i love house music because it almost reminds me of like the difficulty adjustment or just mining just a constant four on the floor boom 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 and yeah <laughs> i i've just um yeah and so uh, I've, I've been the themes are all, always been around like bitcoin for the last couple months now like really themed around bitcoin and it tells a story in itself you know people who are using the inspiration of Bitcoin in art. I think that there's a, there's a lot of, there's a lot of really bad kind of culture and art and music out there. So if we can just mesh something into it that is, that's authentic and that's kind of real and that's, 
got the potential to, to quite foundationally kind of change things, then that's amazing. How, how about going back to your um, kind of childhood a bit more? What got you into music to start with? It's always useful to know a little bit more about the artist. Okay, yeah, so when I was, I think like I was seventh or eighth grade, I started really, I started loving rap music. Like I had a, we had a group, we called ourselves Beats R Us. Okay. <laughs> we, we, we learned to make beats off of Fruity Loops back then. It was called Fruity Loops. And um, we just, like, I really loved, um, I, I loved like Mos Def and Talib Kweli. And then in high school, I really loved Kanye, but like, it was a lot of like just cool rap music. And I just thought the storytelling was incredible like from Nas to Common they used to mm. tell like these really unique stories and uh, they still stick with me to today and um, that's what I try to accomplish yeah the storytelling I just fell in love with the storytelling then I in high school I took piano classes to learn how to play piano took choir and that taught me a lot about just developing chords and songs and and different tenors and timbres within music Mm-hmm. And then I just kept working on it. Uh, I was always very involved on the internet. I was always on forums because I didn't have a teacher. I didn't have anybody to go to. So the internet, I'd find random strangers on the internet talking about making music. But I was never classically trained to play piano. I could kind of play a chord on a guitar. I'll play basic chords on piano. Then I'll, I'll have to draw it up inside the program. But I, I understand basic music theory and music scales. But mo- a lot of the other stuff is... Product like post production, I guess you would call it, and just fixing it up yeah. in computer. Is your work in music? Is your career in music, or is it still just uh, a kind of passion? Oh, it's been a hobby. Movie? It's just always been a hobby for me. It's like, like I have friends who who or, or and family members who ask, "Am I still making music?" I'm like, "Yeah, it's like playing basketball for me." It's like I'm gonna still play basketball until I can't play basketball. And so for me, making music is like, all right, time to lace them up and shoot around and. And that's what I do. I, for every like one song that comes out, I, I wrote ten bad ones, or fifteen bad ones. I just it's just, it's pretty therapeutic coming up with melodies or chopping mm. up samples or just laying out grooves. And if I like it, I'll work on it. If I don't, I move on. How do you start to you know to put a track together? You know, I've recently learned a new technique because uh, I've been me and my I have a cousin that I've been working music with. I kind of teaching him and like, just making songs with him. And he always asked me this question, what do you see? And, I'm, and at first I was like, what do you mean? He's like, what's the, like, in this scene or in this movie, what do you see? Then yeah. lately, since for the past year, I've been starting off with that, with that perspective. Like, what do I see? What is this character doing in the song? Okay, right. And then it's almost like, you, it's almost like a painting. And now if I'm painting a mountain or, or whatever, I mean, the mountain is the main subject. And then in certain songs, I'll say, okay, the bass line is the main character. He's the mountain in the song. Or maybe mm-hmm. it's not a mountain, or maybe it's like a busy street and a bunch of cars everywhere and people walking on the street. And so I'm, I'm trying to visualize like my songs before I started. And sometimes I don't do any of that. Sometimes I just mash, smash away at the piano and the keyboard and something comes up. And then I come up with the picture, an image or visualization. Mm. And uh, that's been how I do it. I, I always looked at it like a painting. So it's just cool that you're creating music, uh, but often the inspiration's coming from a different you know, medium entirely. That's you you cool. know, ever since I started doing that, I, I've been, I just go on the Vimeo and I type in VJ Loops. Okay. I've done this for a year now. VJ Loops, I guess is like video DJ kind of thing. But yeah. they come up with these cool 3D, like if you notice a lot of my videos on YouTube, they have like just 3D loops or whatever. And so I'll look at that and... That's how I'll start off, like I'll write a song and then if it matches with that 
graphic or, or whatever. Or sometimes I'll load up a GIF. It's kind of, it's, it's just like these weird 3D animated loops. And, and so can you tell me about the graphics as well? Where were you getting the video uh, kind of footage from? Like, for instance, for that uh, 2140 video. You know, what is that? I, I, Where's it from? That's, you know, that's Beeple's work. I've been following Beeple way before the NFT craze. I've been doing it. I've been following his loops way before the NFT craze. I would just download his clips all the time. Uh, but uh, he's recently blown up for the NFTs. But he used course, to be. Yeah. I've been following him for his 3D loops for a long time. And I've always just used his loops. He puts them up for free for anybody to use. So I'll, I'll scrub Vimeo or wow. YouTube for free loops. Yeah. And it was just crazy. I was like, man, I used to support this. I like follow this guy all the time, just watching his 3D loops. And now he's <laughs> blown up, blown up. Yeah. And so how much did that NFT sell for? God, I don't know. I think it was 60, 60 something million. I don't remember either. Goodness it's me. Pretty... I mean, <laughs> there was a lot of work that went into it. I mean, it was like a whole year, wasn't it? Of NFTs or something. I think it was 13 years or something. 13 years of NFTs. Okay. Yeah. Fine. Or something, a lot of something crazy. Yeah. <laughs> That's nuts. Yeah. I mean, you've got to give them a lot of credit for that. Uh, and so I, I don't really get the NFT thing myself. I'm, I'm all Neither about kind of physical art. Clearly, and visual kind of digital artists are able to monetize their work through NFTs, which is really valuable for them. And so props to them for that. Yeah, I don't mm. have much to add to NFTs. I'm just not a fan of like the mechanisms of which it works. Yeah. And and so I guess that's a problem for the musicians as well. Is like, how do you monetize your work in the internet age, in the digital world at the moment? It's a bit of a tricky one. Like I know you've got, and so you're on kind of Spotify. Are you looking for other kind of platforms to be, you know, to kind of distribute your work on? I, I'll be honest, I only put on Spotify so that when I make a playlist on my phone, I can hear my songs in the car. Fine. So it wasn't like a monetization thing. I, and it was a way for me to, to check my mixes. I would put it, I would publish it and, and I would listen to old songs and I'll mix it with new songs and I just hear how the mixes, how I've progressed in terms of mixing the songs or how I compare to like other big artists that I listen to. Mm-hmm. And, and so I don't, I don't use, utilize it for monetization. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so back, back in the day when I was really u- into the YouTube scene, I did make some money selling MP3s, but that was like far and few in between. Yeah. That wasn't, yeah. it wasn't much. Well, hopefully the Lightning Network, Sphinx Chat will really help up and coming musicians and kind of podcasters and things to be able to monetize their work in a more direct way um, in which they, you know, they see 100% of of that monetization because, and, and so platforms like Spotify now, I think are just taking the lion's share and uh, it's quite hard to support yourself on that kind of arrangement. You know, uh, interesting you brought up Lightning because uh, I've been uh, doing music for like Thunder Games uh, for like a couple of their promo videos or and uh, Jack Everett of Thunder Games. He's been putting it on some of my music on Twitch and I have been getting stream sets or tips via Lightning cool. the last couple months. And so th- that's been pretty awesome. I, and it, it's not a lot, but it's just awesome to earn sats, you know what I mean? And it, it just, it was pretty rewarding. Like, oh, someone likes the music and they're willing to part with their sats for for hearing my music. And that that really excites me. And I, yeah. hopefully that, that trend keeps going towards that direction. It's more real. You know, it, if someone's listening to your stuff, then they're getting, then you're getting kind of streams some sats. It's like a, a very direct response to your work. Um, and so between you and the listener, uh, which is just, I think, 
much more rewarding than any other system out there at the moment. Yeah, it definitely is. What's that? Value for value? And, value for value. And there's an intermediary. Yeah, there's a, I remember I used to get these iTunes checks. This is early early 2010s, 2011s, because some of my songs made a little bit of money. And I used to get these iTunes checks, and depending on your jurisdiction, some countries would take 40%, some countries only took like 5%. And so it was just like, there's just so many intermediaries where uh, I use uh, the Zebedee, Ellen, whatever the, Z- the Zebedee format is, and it just comes in. There's no, uh, there's no intermediary. And then I eventually send it to my own lightning channels. Cool. And so... And so you're running your own node? Yeah, I'm definitely running my own node. Been doing so for a couple of years now. Nice. Um, recently got into Lightning and I feel like I'm I'm a noob all over again. It's awesome. Cause just getting just managing liquidity. Uh and you know what's crazy? I had a conversation with my brother a couple of weeks before the El Salvador thing. And I was like, dude, this is when I just first started started uh Lightning and opening channels, balancing liquidity, finding ways to route. And I was just telling him, I'm like, man, this is a career for someone. Mm. Five or six years down the line, if we're going to have thousands of central banks, like community central banks in a sense, we have thousands of little, like this is a full-time job for someone to manage liquidity to make sure, Yeah, that, that's just how I visualize that. I see a future ecosystem where you have just thousands of central hubs of communities where they have, uh, I guess, lightning ch- uh, channels and lightning like hubs. And so when you sort of begin to touch lightning, you have this sort of realization that this will be the financial infrastructure of the future. And it's a very early stage right now, but you can be part of it. You know, you can, you know, you can put some funds on a lightning node. You can start to have some transactions that are rooted kind of through your own node at home. And, and it's, it's obviously quite a small return, but, um, I think to get confident with, that infrastructure and and to be able to utilize it and expand it, it will be the infrastructure of the future. I, I look at El Salvador, right? Someone's going to manage those channels. Yeah. And if we're going to have, if we're going to have uh, how many countries, and then if the world I envision, we're going to have a lot more than 190 countries. I, I, I see us splintering off into smaller, smaller jurisdictions. And even within those countries, you can have little jurisdictions of people that form I guess you could call it governments, but like a, a form of governance amongst each other, and you'll have that that uh, that community's node, and so, yeah. someone's gonna or a team of people are gonna balance the, the liquidity and channels, and and honestly, too, we don't even know where this is going. It's still so early, yeah. And so, yeah, yeah. All we can do for now is just speculate, and we can continue to learn, and we can continue to digest yeah. all this material, and just try to level up with you know the theory, the macro the education and the tech just try to there's an awful lot to sort of keep working on you can't really get bored in this uh, sort of space um especially if you're kind of creating in it as well and being inspired by it there's just there always seems to be something on the list yeah like one thing that gets me a lot of my themes in terms of my song is just listen because i'm at work and i do really basic work i solder i manufacture boards and whatnot and so I listen to a lot of audiobooks and podcasts, and a lot of yeah. the things Bitcoiners say just blow my mind. And so as I'm listening, I take down notes. That's a that's a theme for a song. Boom. <laughs> that's that's that. Bam. Boom. And so I just constantly write notes and just it, it's pretty inspiring. From the music to the memes to the art to everything. Cool. And the writing. The writing is just insane. 
Have you done any kind of collaborations with anyone yet? Have you sort of been working kind of creatively with other people? Well, you know that uh, that Pump It Up remix we were yeah. uh, talking about. That was a. I started that song with uh, there's this guy named Bitcoin Audio. He created okay. a plugin, right, where he takes the blocks, the the like it might be block six. I, I took for the song. I took block six hundred thirty thousand because that's the having, the third having. Ah, uh, yeah. I took block six hundred thirty thousand, and then there's this like uh, it it shoots out like a. I don't know if you know what a modular synth is, but it shoots a out these bit. really percussive sounds where it's like beep. It sounds like a computer speaking, right? And so mm. I, I edited it, processed it, and that was like the basis for my the first groove. And then he just created a really cool synth. And in a sense, I guess you could call it a collaboration. And I, I took the audio from his plugin, put it into the song, and I just started building the song around it. And uh, and I, I just told him this morning, like, man, I really love that idea because you can have a synthesizer where block height or like whatever event you can timestamp on the on the time chain and you could use that to modulate all kinds of parameters within the instrument and what he's creating i think is pretty pretty unique it's still really like clunky the interface and everything but hopefully that's a creative way to utilize music you're using block height to manipulate musical parameters within an instrument and so yeah and so who knows where that's going to lead right (laughs) it's so inspiring man there's a lot of creative people. I've been, uh, there's like a Telegram group called Bitcoin Gigs and I've been cool. remixing some of uh, their work on there. There's a uh, Vlad. I don't know if you know Vlad Costilla. Yes, I do. Yeah. Or, yeah. Yeah. So I did some of his stuff and then he's been doing like a radio show. He's just taking submissions. Cool. I've been uh, remixing uh, a couple of other guys' songs in, in, in the channel and they would send me stems or they would send me songs and and a lot of times it's just wait like we're all different like you're you're from uh, in Europe I'm in here yep. in California the Bay and so everybody yep. makes different kind of music right and so I have my yep. style I'll I'll chop it up my way and then they find it interesting or, or. yeah I mean it, it's it's a great community it's a community of really good people and it's it's all about the collaborations I think now uh, people are starting to collaborate in the space in a really creative way so it's all about just trying to form kind of friendships and working relationships and, 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 and sort of bringing this to the next level of professionalism. But yeah, I mean, I think we just waited like for a Bitcoin record label to kick off or something, you know, and uh, I think that's going to be on fire when it does. Well, you know, Bitcoin has been disintermediating everything, right? In a sense, like the, the, the concept of the record labels is going to be entirely different too. Imagine like I've, I've thought about this. What if you can create a, a record label through Sphinx or something where you're sh- like the exactly you that? Know, you you know what I mean? It's definitely going to happen. Or if not Sphinx, then something like it, where where hey, this this channel, I love their music, so I'm going to run this stream, and then every every song, like I'll hear through this song, that's thirty sats, and I, next song, but then. Maybe the label who put this, who curated this playlist gets two of the 30 sets and then the musicians get the rest. Or I don't even know. There's just so many endless possible business models. And I've, there is. I've, I've always thought about like when Sphinx first came out, it, it really, really did blow my mind because I thought about like, man, you could, you could literally raise equity or you can, it's just almost endless business type of models coming through just streaming sets. It's, I mean, I, I feel it hasn't really been cracked yet. It hasn't really had the breakthrough artist or creator go on there to, you know, to, you know, to really kind of crack it as a medium. 
So yeah, it's you're, clearly you're waiting right, to- because it's still buggy. Like I can only use it on my land right now. I, I haven't figured out how to run it through Tor yet. And right. so I, so I'll, at work, I still can't listen to it via, via Sphinx. So, you know, but I do lately is like from the tips I get from, uh, uh, what, uh, the music and, and streams and whatnot. I, I just been, uh, I really enjoyed this episode today. So I just go on and boost on Sphinx cool. or something like that. So something cool. really, it's minor. Yeah. What's the Bitcoin sort of kind of community like around you? Uh, do you know many Bitcoiners yourself? Do you go to many meetups? Uh, for now it's mostly online. I live uh, here in California, but when I was in, uh, I was I used to live near Seattle in a uh, in a little in, like a ferry ride away from Seattle, and mm-hmm. they would always have all these Bitcoin meetups. And this was like 2018, 2017. So you can imagine how crazy it got the peak of 2017, yeah. and then and at that time I was like uh, uh, into all the crap coins <laughs> and whatnot. Yeah. And then uh, towards middle 2018, every it just kept dwindling, right? And then I remember one time we just got to a meetup and it was like five people <laughs> and uh it was all bitcoiners at that point everybody who's still around was a bitcoiner all the all yeah. the hype j- j- just left but today here in the bay uh i have um i have m- my brother's uh cousin a couple old friends they're not like too into it but uh my brothers they're really really orange pilled and that's pretty awesome like we like we we rarely talk price we just talk about Honestly, I I think I'm living in a post Bitcoinized world, but we just we just constantly think of like we're talking like down the line, down the line. It, it it's almost inevitable in our eyes. Yeah. Cool. Yeah, it, it's great to be able to have real world conversations about this. And so I've got a little small meetup going in our local city. And so, like you said, when the price is low, the only people who really come are the proper diehards. Mm-hmm. Uh, kind of hardcore, you know, sort of Bitcoiners. But um, it, it was only Bitcoiners at that point. It, it was only Bitcoiners at that point. Yeah. But I mean, that's valuable. I think that's really valuable to have those opportunities to talk with people on your wavelength. And I mean, and it looks like the world is going batshit crazy at the moment, right? I mean, it's just... Uh, me and my brothers, we talk about this all the time. It feels like there's Bitcoiners and there are NPCs. And MP- I don't know if you know what NPC is, but... In the video game, well, I used to play a lot of video games when I was younger, but those are non-playable characters. So you know, you're walking through like the game, and you you, you would talk to somebody, yeah. and then this person would have a scripted line because he's not a real character <laughs> in the game. Yeah, I really feel that way. Like you got you got bitcoiners and you got NPCs just roaming around, mm. and it's it's kind of disheartening. But Bitcoin really does just does give me a lot of hope, <laughs> especially here in the Bay. Totally. I know you, where you're at is probably similar. And so California's just opened up, right? It's opened up, but like uh, I was at the gym today and I think three quarters of my gym is still like paranoid. <laughs> they're, still, yeah. they're still masked up. Like there's a group of people who like, it, it yeah. doesn't matter. But then there's still a, a large amount of people who are, yeah, this is how it's going to be. And this is how it's going to stay. And Do you want to talk about the COVID situation, about your views on that? Or would you rather... No, it's up to you. I don't mind. I don't mind talking about it. Like, I'm cool. pretty open about it. Initially, like, uh, I was just against uh, the, just the attack on property rights and individual mm. human rights, you know? And uh, and over time, I guess, like, uh, the people who are close to me, some, they eventually said, you know what? Yeah, I agree. This is getting out of hand. Some people still don't agree, and that's fine. I try not to make it a division amongst, like, people I'm close to, but... Mm. Personally, it's been disheartening because uh, 
like uh, especially um, young Asian people here. Like a, a lot of our families, we left communist regimes. We we've like the stories our uncles would tell us about fleeing. It's it's pretty intense. And then you see the attack on like property rights, attack on where was that liberties. from? It was from a lot of it was from Vietnam. It's a beautiful country, man. Had some wicked experiences. It's really stunning. Great food as well. Wonderful people. Magical. Yeah, Vietnamese cool. food's pretty incredible, man. I, I I love Vietnamese food. Yeah, I haven't been since I was like 14, 15. It's been a while. Have you got any aims and ambitions with your music and with your Bitcoin tracks? What's on the um, horizon? You know, I... I'm pretty low time preference, but I haven't really thought about it. in terms of music. I just been, I just been making them, trying to get better. Maybe work with a couple Bitcoiners and um, just hopefully more people here listen and more people are able to listen. And if they like it, then cool. I haven't really thought about it too much. And in a sense, Bitcoin, you know, the way I look at Bitcoin is it. I work, I save in Bitcoin. Bitcoin provides me that time. It saves me time and to allow me to do the things I love to do. And one of those things I love to do is just making music. And mm-hmm. um, just get better at it. Currently, I'm not looking at it as a, a a career path or something, but maybe I don't know. Do you think that maybe your Bitcoin might provide you that opportunity? Maybe I don't know. I haven't thought I haven't thought that far out in terms of music, but but I think a lot of us are looking at Bitcoin as a way out a way out of the fear enslavement, the rat race or whatever it is that we're in and an opportunity to do what you want to do with your life and your time. Yeah. And that's why we stack. Yeah, you stack that's and then why we stack. you have the free you have the freedom and time. I, lately I've been uh, I've been I've been coming up with a phrase with my with my brothers like and my uh a big, like close bitcoiners. This is divestment. It's not a people I hear a lot of people talk about investing in bitcoin. I'm like, "No, no, no, no. You got it wrong. It's a you got to change your paradigm. It's a divestment from fiat. The a lies of fiat. It, fiat. It's a divestment from fiat and it's just an alternative you can build for yourself. And in this world, you, you save time instead of losing time. And mm. with every time, feel free to do what you want. Make music or whatever it is that you love. In a perfect hyper-Bitcoinized world, what would you be doing with your time and where would you be and who would you be with? You know, I absolutely love working out and lifting. To me, it's very meditative. Uh, I love making music. I also love teaching music. Just work, I've been working with a cousin. for the last, He's a younger, he's in college now, but I've been working with him for like the past year and just seeing him improve. But and in a way, because he's he's the one who got me into like this more electronic music. And I had to learn so much because I got to teach him how to or show him how to do certain things certain ways. And I got to brush up on my skills because how can you teach somebody something if you're not too hot at it? You know what I mean? And so mm. I feel like teaching is the best way to learn. So I would definitely teach music because it's just very fun. Who would I be with? I'd be near my brothers, my family and friends. Um, and whatever comes of that comes of that. Is there anyone you'd really like to do a collaboration with in terms of your music? Is there anyone who you're, who you've got your eyes on to work with? Are you talking about in the Bitcoin space or just in the musical space in general? <laughs> I guess in the musical space in general, but in Bitcoin as well. Yeah. Well, I've always looked up musically. I've always looked up to Kanye. Uh, he he's the one who first got me into like sampling records, going to the uh, record store, buying records, and. Uh, yeah, I would, obviously, musically, Kanye. In the Bitcoin space, 
I haven't really thought about it too much, but uh, I am a big fan of Pleb music. He he does these really cool yeah, cuts. Yeah, he's amazing. Yeah, yeah he's I recently amazing. made like a I did the Paul Tudor Jones video where I cut and I I I messaged him. I'm like, yeah, this is inspired by you because I, I like the the way he cuts those up. I thought of you know of kind of Pleb music when I saw your Pump It Up and remix. It's got the same kind of energy. Um, yeah. Yeah, his yeah. his stuff is really bouncy and soulful, really and bouncy. like yeah. bouncy and soulful. Like I I love the funk. Like this is why I really love house. Like really good house music it just gets me like, yeah, let's go, let's dance. And so, <laughs> yeah, his his stuff gives me that vibes. So if anybody in the Bitcoin space, probably him. It would be great to to get back into the live music scene, right? So, I mean, and so it sounds like you miss a bit of that, the energy, the buzz of. Uh, of, of the club or, you know, an event. Yeah, I, I do. I, I really do just enjoy uh, the music and dancing and just everybody together, you know, just vibing. I, that's really enjoyable to me. How about we just talk about your videos, about the process for you to put those together, what software you're using and things. Cause, okay. Um, really Video-wise, like uh, video-wise, I use After Effects. I've been doing After Effects for a long time. Like, okay. Yeah, I've taught myself After Effects a lot back in the day. I really wanted to do when I was really like trying to promote and become a YouTuber back in college. I would teach myself how to do animations on After Effects, and like I just found the the program really intuitive and uh, and very like powerful. Like the amount of things you can do in there. I I just scratched the surface with really basic things, but mm -hmm. I really uh, for videos I, I pretty much use After Effects and. Okay. Uh, yeah, even even I even cut my video. You're not supposed to cut your videos in After Effects and whatnot, but I just cut all my videos in After Effects like a timeline in there. It's just really easy for me. Cool. And then in terms of the music, what's the, uh, music what's the hardware? I, what's the software that you're using? I'm all in the box, meaning I'm all software these days. I have a MIDI controller that that triggers sounds within the software, so I'm using Ableton Live. Uh, okay. I've been doing it using Ableton Live for a long time since. 2007 or something like that and so i'm just very accustomed to it i work pretty fast in there and it's just it's great um mu music is all ins and outs inputs and outputs and uh routing in ableton is pretty easy and if somebody's want willing to learn i found ableton very intuitive and very just nice cool and and, and so your music is has definitely gone a lot more electro right over the Definitely. past uh, yeah. past year, uh, I, I used to make some like electro music, but because uh, uh -huh. I used to listen to bands like Boards of Canada, and I used to I listen to Apex Twin. I used, yeah. yeah, I did too. But uh, but I remember telling you like I used to these uh, I used to make these remix YouTube videos where I'd do these little raps, and so I kept mm -hmm. doing that for a long time, just because that was like the audience. That's what they like. Those videos got more views, and and as of recent, I've been more surging into more electronic music. And so have you thought about introducing your voice again? Would that be something that you might do even in more of a, you know, like an abstract way? Because um, Yeah, I, I use it for sound effects here and there, or I use it to add as percussive elements, but as right. an instrument, like as a main lead or something, I haven't done it in recent times. Right. I haven't done it in recent years, but um, maybe, yeah, you know what? Uh, maybe that's inspiration for me to get back into that. You can get across more information about Bitcoin with your voice. You know, right? I, yeah, I'm kind of working on a, a song uh, that I, I was thinking about, like, it, it's pretty hip hoppy. And cool. I was thinking about just adding little chops of my voice in there. And so what are you working on at the moment? 
I just finished uh, that uh, that Paul Tudor Jones cut. I'm mm-hmm. now working on uh, it's some it's mining related. Uh, it's a pretty, it's a pretty dark, very percussive and bass heavy song. I'll tell you the title. It's gonna, uh, it's called Proof of, and then it'll be blank. But I, I wanted it to be like, just, the, I, I, I think the mining, like just the mining is very underrated, right? Un- yeah. Not of recent, not of recent, but like, it's always intrigued me a lot. It's always intri- intrigued me a lot. And to me, it's just so beautiful because this is where the analog meets digital. This is like, mm-hmm. that's where we touch the meat space and the cyberspace. And this is the bridge in between. And this yeah. is what keeps Bitcoin connected to physics and reality. And that part is just so intriguing to me. And so this song, I try to capture something like that. Bitcoin is an energy-based monetary system. And and that's becoming perhaps with this kind of China FUD and exodus of the miners from there, it's going to become even more decentralized. I mean, if, if we genuinely can start to, to mine Bitcoin from the volcanoes of, of Central and South America, it's pretty mind-blowing stuff. You know, I, th- I thought about that because yesterday I was, in, I was in the middle of writing the song and then I got a blackout here. Like my power went out. Really? Yeah, literally. It was yesterday. I, I was like, oh, because it's been pretty hot. It's been in the 90s. Yesterday it hit 100 or something and power went out and I'm just like, and I've only recently learned about the energy grid because of all the all of the FUD. So, we, mm. you know, we're Bitcoiners. We got to go educate ourselves about how this stuff works. And then I was like, huh. Like, yeah, and I, I was just thinking, the first thing I thought about was all, all the mining and the, the California's deficiencies in terms of maintaining its energy grid. And mm. um, that was the, literally the first thing I thought about. And then right after that, it was my lightning channels. But they came back up, nothing got corrupted, so I'm good. <laughs> Sweet. Are you running an Umbral or a Raspberry Blitz or? Uh, I've been doing my node for a couple of years. It's just fine. I find it very simple. Yeah. I've been cool. using my node. It's pretty easy. It's always good to have more than one, you know, and so just in case one goes down. So, you know, I thought about that after this recent because <laughs> uh, my node's been running pretty smoothly for like two years now. And then yeah. now it's just like, oh crap. Okay. I might think about getting a UPS for that or maybe a separate node for Lightning. Yeah, I think that's a better idea to have a bit of redundancy. And a UPS is a really good idea as well. I've got a really small kind of UPS. And so my wife occasionally blows a fuse in the house, you know. Um, It always (laughs) seems to be her, not me. Have you have you been uh, on your lightning journey, or how long have you been? In, uh, yeah, it's it's been about it's been about two years now. It was about twenty twenty nineteen that I started to get a Raspberry Blitz. Um, but yeah, at, at the moment I'm running an Umbral and a Raspberry Blitz and they're both fantastic sort of platforms. They're really easy. I recommended that to my brother. I don't mm. know if it's, I, I've never used it and I hate recommending, but then that seems like the, the, the note everybody's jumping on now. It Apparently is extremely easy. It's extremely easy. Um, okay. you know, even just for an update is just the one click sort of update via a lovely sort of UX. Um, yeah, I, I really hope I, I hope they sort out the licensing. Um, but yeah, there's clearly a reason that that's the one that people are recommending, and it's just because it's it's slick, it's slick. Okay. But but at the same time, I think it's important to you know to have redundancy and to be resilient and to use pure open source, free open source kind of software as much as we can. So um, it's it, I think it's good to try them all, man. I mean, I, okay. I know there's not enough hours in the day, but... Uh. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the first time I ever used uh, 
SSH was because of my node. The first time I ever did command line was troubleshooting my my node. And so that got me into another rabbit hole. And I can't imagine telling my brother to do that. Well, I'd probably, I'd, I'd probably get them on the umbral then because it's, uh, it's the easiest one by far. And, and so did you get your brothers in or did they get into Bitcoin independently? You know, it was my brother that... My brother, it's kind of funny because my, you know, I told you when I first got in, it was all the crap coins. My brother was in yeah. on all of like worse than like whatever. He was in all like these ICOs and that's what got me in. In a sense, we're just a bunch of degenerates trying to make fiat. But then um, mm. what's crazy is I remember I, 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 I get nerded out about things. I geek out. And so I really dove deep and I dove deep and only, it was only until recent, my older brother who got me in, he, he kind of stopped believing just because, you know, bear market, most people get washed out. And he told me like, like, uh, like the stuff I was telling him in 2019, he thought I was, he thought I was crazy. I was talking about like how Bitcoin advances human evolution. I was saying crazy, crazy things like we're, it's, it's gonna, this is our, this is how we get past the great filter, blah, blah, blah. blah. I was just saying yeah. all these kinds of crazy things, but now they all see it on that level. <laughs> They're like, awesome. yeah, we agree. And so when yeah. we get together now, our conversations are like, just, it feels like I'm, I'm running a, yeah, just, we just go deep and it's pretty awesome. Yeah, that's cool. I mean, I've still got an awful lot of friends from back in the day who have not got Bitcoin. And, 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 and I, I'm convinced that I do sound completely crazy to them when we get onto the topic of, you know, what Bitcoin could become and, you know, what's going on in the world right now. And, and so people are quite divided at the moment. Um, but the beautiful thing about Bitcoin, I guess, is that it's for everyone. It doesn't matter where you're from, what your political persuasion or, or any other uh, kind of differences that we have. And so sound money unites us. It's money for enemies. It brings yeah, people exactly. together. Yeah. Cool. And I remember uh, a couple weeks ago, I had an old friend. I've been telling him about Bitcoin for a while. And then, you know, just the fact that you told them whenever they're ready, they'll just come to you. And he, he came to me, he's like, he, he came to me with all the Doge talk and all the AMC talk. I was like, no, 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 just buy Bitcoin. He's like, okay, what should I do? I'm like, just $20 a week. He's like, okay. And then like all, me and my, all my friends were on the left side of the bell curve. So they, we just... Like just really basic, really simple. Don't need to go trade, go big brain and trade all this stuff. And they just believe me, and it's been working out. Awesome. Uh, well, please keep doing what you're doing. You know, everyone needs to be shilling this to to their friends and loved ones. We need to save them from uh, yeah. from potentially what's coming. Uh, the flood of fiat. The flood of fiat. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I, I don't know. It's, it's going to be an interesting sort of six months. I really don't know what's coming at all. I don't know what's coming with price. I don't know what's coming with our societies, with COVID. Jesus, man, it's a little bit scary. Yeah, it's uh, it's uncharted territories, right? Like, that's why I, this whole Salvador, El Salvador thing is just making things go so fast. And I, I tell my brother mm. every day, my brothers every day, I'm like, have we hit suddenly? Have, like, it's like, man, it feels like the seesaw is about to tip over the other side already. Yeah, yeah. Well, um, bring it on. Right? <laughs> I'm pumped. I hope we're prepared. <laughs> you are not ready. I hope you we're all prepared. Re- That's a great article, by the way. Uh, yeah. I keep thinking ready. about that one of recent. You are not ready. And then That's if true. we do have all this Bitcoin, if we if we were stacking, like, what do are, are we really ready? I don't know. <laughs> I ask myself that a lot. 
No, we're not ready. We're definitely not prepared. But keep creating, keep sharing your knowledge uh, and to keep inspiring people. Keep creating these high energy, ultra bouncy Bitcoin tracks that are going to go viral like your Pump It Up one did today uh, with Adam back. Please uh, keep bringing the new content. I appreciate you, man. So I just appreciate you guys. Really enjoy the work you do at 21ism. And you guys keep it up as well. Pleasure. And, and so where's the best kind of place for people to find your work? Yeah, on Twitter, it's at Real Richard, R-E-E-L, Richard. And on YouTube, it's The Richard Law. Cool. It's kind of cheesy, but yeah. Okay, well, thanks, Richard. It's been a pleasure. Thank you. Take care. Thank you, man. TikTok next block.